I'm John Peters, one of the founders of Callaway's Nursery. We're proud to present this hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now here's Neil. Thank you, John, very, very much. Good morning, everybody. Drove by a Callaway's yesterday running an errand, and they were so busy, and I'm thinking, good, good deal. There are people buying great plants and getting great help. Thank you, Callaway's, for sponsoring this hour every week for yet another year. I appreciate you. It's nice to stand alongside your your great people. John Peters, being one of those great people, I've known John for 40 years, and they don't make him any better. He is a leader in the Texas nursery and landscape industry. So thank you, and uh, welcome aboard, everybody. We're glad to have you here on this Memorial Day weekend. I hope you have a very respectful uh, Memorial Day. And uh, I hope it's a great weekend for you. I hope we always remember uh, the purpose of this weekend. I hope you get a little rest. I hope you get a little gardening. And it would be a good weekend to plant a tree in memory of someone. So that's what we're here about. The phone number so that you can call. Mike Bass is running the boards and screening the calls for me. Mike does everything important about this program. I just sit here and talk about my hobby, gardening, with you. The number is 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. Let's pick up the the phone and give us a call, please. It may be a sleep-in morning, and uh, I I would love to hear from you. I may be looking for calls. Who knows? 800-288-9227. So uh, let's get the program underway. We have the Fort Worth Botanic Garden Report first every Sunday. And then we go directly to your calls. So this is your chance. One more time, that phone number, 800-288-9227. We begin the program each week with Steve Huddleston, Public Relations Manager of the Fort Worth Botanic Garden and the Botanical Research Institute of Texas. They are partner organizations on the same 110 acres near West Fort Worth. And we welcome him now live to the, uh, to the line. Steve, good morning. Well, good morning, Neil. It's good to hear from you every Sunday morning, and I appreciate that very much. I know that there are Sundays you'd like to sleep in and go to the late service of church, so we'll just ask you right now, what's happening in the garden? Well, there's lots of color in the perennial trial garden where perennials are blooming their heads off, including several cultivars of daylilies. Roses, magnolias, and oak leaf hydrangeas continue to bloom throughout the garden. And that golden rain tree that I mentioned a week or so ago Mm -hmm. is in peak bloom now. Uh, The vistas are being prepared for concerts in the garden, which return this year, starting June 16th. Uh, We've had a hiatus for two years because of COVID, but they're coming back this summer. Tickets can be purchased for that event on the Fort Worth Symphony's website. I think that's just about the only time that you refer to somebody else's website. That's the Fort Worth Symphony website for ticket uh, for uh, to buy tickets for concerts in the garden. How many years has that been going on? It's decades, isn't it? Oh yes, uh, you know more than twenty five. Yeah, uh, how do you know that? <laughs> yes, I've been there for all those years. I know. <laughs> that was coincidental. It was happening when I got here. All right. And the feature plant this week is a beautiful plant that uh, was around when I was a kid, and then it kind of disappeared for a while, and then all of a sudden here it comes again, and people find out like it's a new plant. Well, it's not new. It's a beautiful plant. Tell us. Well, that is a vitex, or a chaste tree, uh, which is vitex agnus castus. Uh, It's blooming throughout the garden now. This is a Texas superstar plant. It's a deciduous large shrub or small tree 
It gets about 10 to 15 feet tall and 15 feet wide with distinctive palmately compound leaves that have a spicy, I would say even a peppery fragrance. Uh, profuse spikes of dark bluish purple flowers uh, cover this shrub or, lar- or small tree heavily in the early summer and then sporadically throughout the summer and fall. Vitex is heat, drought, and pest tolerant. Several car- cultivars exist, including Montrose Purple, Le Compte, and Shoal Creek, all of which are considered Texas superstars. Uh, this plant likes full sun, or it will take partial sun. Important to select and train the best trunks for a tree form. That is, that is important. Uh, frankly, after a while, I, I like to raise the canopy on it and expose those trunks. Then you can plant something else underneath it. Uh, so it is important to select the best trucks uh, for the future of the, the tree. It's basically a shrub that we, kind of like yes. a fig would be a shrub, but we train it into a small tree form yes. plant if, if we care to. A uh, couple yes. of things, folks, that I want to want to say to get off my chest. Number one, uh, Steve very carefully did not call it what a lot of people carelessly call this plant, and I commend him for that. I'm going to use the term one time. There are people who, for whatever the crazy reason, refer to this as Texas lilac. It is not in any way related to that plant. It doesn't smell like it. It doesn't look like it. It doesn't Mm -hmm. bloom at the same time. Don't call it that. It's just it'll put you off on the wrong track. And Mm -hmm. the second thing that I've had people accuse me of is recommending a plant that's invasive. That's a different species, and this is not invasive. If a few seeds come up somewhere here or there, what plant won't germinate a few seedlings here or there? This is not invasive. Texas A&M would never put its uh, its brand on a Texas superstar plant uh, that had that uh, trait. This is a great plant. It's uh, Vitex or Chaste, C-H-A-S-T-E, mm-hmm. tree. Steve and I do not pretend to explain where plants get their names. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yes. we go on from that. Now, you have events, and your first one you're going to finish up. It's almost over, folks. You need to pay attention to that one. And, Steve, I'm going to tell you ahead of time, your second paragraph, I got off on the wrong track because I thought it was something coming up immediately. I, I read it wrong. I had to read it a second time, so I'll warn you ahead of time on that one. But tell us about David Rogers' Big Bugs. Yes, well, that event runs through June 12th, so about two more weeks for that event. That's an exhibit of 10 in- insects, insect sculptures on a gargantuan scale. They are scattered throughout the garden. Uh, that exhibit is included in the price of garden admission. And then my second one, Lightscape. Well, Lightscape basically is going to be a Christmas light show synchronized with music. So that's when it comes. It comes uh, uh, November 18th through January 8th. The way we're describing it is it is an immersive, illuminated walking trail featuring spectacular artistic installations that come to life after dark with color, imagination, and sound. This international sellout sensation makes its Fort Worth premiere November 18th through January 8th. And the only reason I'm mentioning it now is that tickets go on sale uh, June 8th. So uh, first of all, we will offer tickets to members, and then we will offer tickets to the general public. So I just wanted to let people know that that event is coming up. We've been told that this event can easily draw 100,000 people. So That's the best dates and Yeah, so for the best dates and times, people should order tickets early, and this will be a great event to take family and friends to during the holidays. 
Well, and that makes all the sense in the world. The thing that I saw that drew, drew my attention was the, the first sentence that said June 8. And I thought, boy, they're doing a light uh, event in, in the shortest nights of the year. Yes. You have to arrive at midnight or something. Yes, And yes. then I realized that you're selling that far ahead, and I understand why completely. But uh, uh, the details of that, where will that be? That will be on the website, the ticket sales? Yes, and, and at some point I will I'll mention the, uh, the location on the website where you can get more information. All right, and it's a good time to talk about the website then, and that is? That is fwbg.org. It's the initials of the Fort Worth Botanic Garden, fwbg.org. And how do we find the Fort Worth Botanic Garden? We are just north of I-30 on University Drive across from Trinity Park. All right. And, folks, if you're not familiar with Trinity Park, it's the, the big, expansive park that, that spreads along the Trinity, a couple mm-hmm. miles west of downtown Fort Worth at I-30. Uh, you've seen it. You've driven past it. You just didn't realize that was the name of it. Um, you are taking the exit that would go north to the Fort Worth Botanic Garden or go south toward the zoo and TCU. And that's very easy to access the Fort Worth Botanic Garden. 24-hour information line on an old-fashioned telephone dial-up and listen to a recorded message. Number is? That is 817-463-4160. All right. And this has been Steve Huddleston from the Fort Worth Botanic Garden. And, uh, Steve, I appreciate it very much. I hope you have a very safe and restful and, uh, I know it will be a respectful, Memorial Day weekend. Thank you, my friend. Well, thank you. Talk to you next Sunday. All right. That report is sponsored, he turns the page, by the great people, well, at Callaway's. Couldn't be more perfect. The people who sponsor the hour also sponsor uh, this uh, report. Indulge your passion for hanging baskets at Callaway's Nursery. They take pride in offering you an assortment of sizes and styles that will capture your imagination. I bought uh, several last week, and they're now in great big pots. I just took them out of the baskets and into great big patio pots. That's a good way to do it, or you can hang them in the trees and enjoy them that way. Visit any of their 22 DFW locations to be awed by their amazing selection. Today only, they are 20% off. Hanging baskets let you bring splashes of color up high, right to eye level, so you can truly enjoy them. A hanging basket cascading with bright, beautiful blooms is an easy addition to your outdoor decor. Look for your favorite blooms and foliage, including periwinkles, purslane, and more. Shop this weekend and save even more during the tax-free holiday. Now through tomorrow, all plants and all water-efficient products Uh, will not include sales tax. So come on in, stock up, they say. This includes soil, compost, mulch, and more. A better garden begins with better plants, and that's exactly what you'll find at Callaway's Nurseries. Their friendly Texas-certified nursery professionals are there to help with your selections and answer your questions. Shop at any of their community stores, including their brand-new store in Prosper, or order online at Callaway's.com. Take advantage of their convenient curbside pickup or delivery. They're open seven days a week. Callaway's Nursery. Life lived beautifully. It's Callaway's.com. I'm Lori with Callaway's Nursery in North Arlington. We're proud to present this hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Lori, very much. And we get to the phones with Harold in Stephenville. First call this morning. Harold, good morning. Uh, I appreciate you, Neil. Thank you. Here's the deal. I've got some porters that that 
They did all right in the spring, but uh, my question is, uh, can I transplant them that I've covered it on the roots for the fall? Okay, you want to transplant porter tomato plants? How tall are they? In other words, uh, what I'm saying is that I covered up some of the runners. Oh, and oh, oh. They, they, they made roots, too. Gotcha. How long are they now? Like eight or nine inches, six or eight inches? Oh, they're about two foot. Yeah, that's uh, pretty pretty liberal. I, I wouldn't want to try to cut something that long. Without seeing what you have, it's going to be a kind of a guess to tell you. But what I would probably do, <clears throat> pardon me, is I would... Uh, first of all, you're about a month early to do it. Um, I think you could probably pull it off with porters because that's a small fruiting variety and they are the, among the most durable of all uh, uh, tomato varieties. Um, yeah, okay, so what I would do is uh, I, would, I would go ahead and dig them, but I would probably trim the plants back by a foot, take some of that succulent tender growth that's out at the end off and let them branch and, 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 and just because you have a root system, you just don't have uh, quite as much root system as, as a two foot plant would need when you start transplanting them. It's going to be very warm when you transplant them. I heard a forecast this morning that said it may be a little bit cooler and cloudy on Thursday. You might want to wait till Thursday. <laughs> I'm still waiting for my four-inch rain. Oh. Well, I understand. Yeah, I got that. But but seriously, you might check the forecast. It's supposed to be very hot today. I wouldn't do it today. That's what I'm saying. I would try to find a day when it's going to be eight or ten degrees cooler, and then but but take part of that top growth off, uh, just like you do with a bare-rooted uh, peach or plum tree when you plant it. Uh, you you cut half of the top off to compensate for the roots that are. Uh, either not there or that were damaged when the tree was dug. Well, you do the same with this. This is a seat of the pants answer because I've never had anybody tip layer, which is what you've done. You've done a great job. Um, it's just a little longer than, than we'd want to have. So I'd cut the, the top back and transplant them. I'd probably try to put some shade over them if you have some burlap, put it up high so they still get a lot of light, uh, but not afternoon sunlight maybe shade them from from uh, one to five and give them full sunlight in the morning um, and i would transplant them in the evening so that they can have overnight to get established I'm trying to think of everything i want to tell you as i send you out into the world with your with your baby plants good work what what, what i'm saying is if if i got uh 50 gallon pots could i transplant them in there that's too big a change. You don't need right. to put them directly into anything that large. 50, did you say? They don't ever need to be in a 50. If they were in a 10 or 15, that would be adequate for uh, for the fall. 15-gallon pot would be enough to get you clear into the fall. And, let, let me ask you yeah. real quick. Okay. If I were to take them up and get them where they survive, could I put them right back in the room where they were? I, I would put them somewhere else. You don't want to take them back and put them right where they were because if there's anything in the soil that uh, was detrimental to them, you're putting them right back into harm's way. I wouldn't do that. 
hey, I got to run. I'm way behind, but but hopefully that'll get you started. And you've done a great job. Appreciate your call. Good deal. Let me tell you about my book, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. I need to get caught up here, and and I'll do a short uh, version of this ad. It is on big sale, not just on sale, but on big sale, $32.95. I'm uh, trying to clear out the remaining copies of the fifth printing, and uh, it will be $38.95 on the sixth printing. I just need to take delivery on the first shipment of them. I got word about uh, uh, three weeks ago that they have not only found the paper but finished the printing, and I want to get them in, in possession. There are two paragraphs, two little paragraphs of difference in the two printings, and they just refer to the winter of uh, the February 2021. So that's it. And no point in paying six extra dollars for that. Thirty-two ninety-five, and uh, I'll sign your book and get it in the mail by Wednesday if you order today on the website. NeilSperry.com is the website. Now, in the uh, odd chance that you have not heard me talk about the book before, it's eleven uh, chapters. Chapter one is the basics of gardening in Texas, something that applies to all ten other chapters. It uh, covers everything you need to know to get started. Chapter two, I've never put in a book before, and it is a 48-page calendar, a, a perpetual calendar, four uh, pages per month of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all your plants, and then individual lengthy comprehensive chapters on trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. Wherever I could, I used charts involved charts but easy to figure out charts to help you choose the right plants 840 of my photographs 344 pages a hardback printed in san antonio all that not in stores not on amazon available only from my website or by calling my office this week tuesday through friday and for only 32.95 here are the uh, contact uh, points of information you can call and oh it'll be a signed copy satisfaction completely guaranteed i have never had a request for a refund it'll happen someday but it hasn't happened yet so you either go to neilsperry.com or you call 800-752-GROW 800-752-4769 weekdays business hours or the better way is order right now at N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Severe storms in Texas pop up quickly with wind and hail that can damage your roof. Call Wortham Brothers Roofing at 972-562-5788. Schedule your free roof inspection or visit wbroofing.com. They've been in business more than 28 years. Wortham Brothers Roofing provides the highest quality workmanship materials and service. That's Wortham Brothers Roofing, 972-562-5788, wbroofing.com. I hope you never need advanced foundation repair, but if you do because of these crazy soils on which our homes have been built, if you do need them, I'm so happy to uh, be able to suggest them to you. 27 years now, I've uh, stood alongside them and said to you, these people are fabulous. I did my homework when uh, they came to me and asked me to uh, advertise for them. I told them, I don't know your industry. 
I did a crash course on what it takes to be a good foundation repair company, and everywhere I turned, people said they're great. Their uh, their industry said that, and their customers said that. And now I can say that because they have done work twice for us, once at our home and once at a building that I used as my office for 24 years. It was an old historic home. They are great. They're affordable. They are conscientious. They have the highest integrity, and I'm proud to recommend Advanced Foundation Repair. On the web, it's foundationrepairs.com, plural, foundationrepairs.com, Advanced Foundation Repair. Listen to this number and try to forget it. I don't think you can. 214-333-0003. Advanced Foundation Repair. Nealsbury and Callaway's go back since our nurseries opened. I'm Tom McLaughlin with Callaway's and Flower Mound, and now back to Neil. All right. Thank you very much, Tom. Been with them a long, long time. A couple of things I need to tell you as we run out of uh, the month of May, and that is uh, that uh, if you are going to be treating your crepe myrtles uh, for crepe myrtle bark scale with the systemic insecticide imidacloprid, I'll spell it in a moment, you need to get that done immediately. It's very important to get it done immediately. Uh, so that's one thing to tell you. Uh, it's I-M-I-D-A-C-L-O. P-R-I-D. If you want to look at crepemyrtletrails.org, C-R-A-P-E, crepemyrtletrails.org, and then look under Basic Care Pest Control, you'll find the whole write-up on how to treat for uh, crepe myrtle bark scale, and you're, you're basically dealing with it by preventing it. Uh, it is the uh, insect that causes the, the, the little white insects on the stems that give off the sticky honeydew that give rise to the black sooty mold. To get rid of the mold, you get rid of the honeydew. To get rid of the honeydew, you get rid of the bark scale. And to do that, you use the imidacloprid. Um, and the time is mid-May, so your time's about up. If you're trying to get rid of um, uh, nutsedge in your lawn, nutgrass, Image is a consumer product, the original image, the original image, and you need to uh, apply that now. Uh, you would apply that as a uh, product out over the lawn, then water it in deeply, and uh, you need a second application 30 days later. Both applications need to be made between May 15 and September 15, so just keep that in mind as well. We'll talk more. Oh, it's about time for the second application of pre-emergent weed control. I'll talk about that later. Uh, let me tell you about Wild Birds Unlimited. Their uh, stores, three of them, joined together to sponsor my broadcasts and my eGardens newsletter, and I'd love to tell you about them. There are three of them. Uh, David's store is in the Park Cities. He's been there a long, long time, helping people love birds even more. At 5715 West Lover's Lane, next to Nicholson Hardy Nursery and Garden Center. It's about a block west of the Dallas North Tollway. Ron's store, his new store, he moved. Ron moved. That's a reason for celebration. He's in East Dallas at 5708 Abrams Road, one block south of Northwest Highway. And Bertie's store, her name's Cheryl, but don't call her that. Bertie is at 3001 South Harden Boulevard, just south of El Dorado Parkway near Tom Thumb. And that store, more than once, I think two times now, 
in a row has been voted the store of the year nationally. Those three joined together. And let me tell you what you had to a sponsor. Let me tell you what you find when you go into Wild Birds Unlimited. First of all, you find cheerful people who love bird watching and bird feeding as a, a hobby and for them as a business. And they enjoy sharing that enthusiasm. They also have the finest products that have been scientifically engineered and professionally made they are wonderful products that's wild birds unlimited bringing people and nature together and doing it with excellence wbu.com slash dfw we'll be back after the news 100 years serving dfw trending now trending now on wbap and wbap.com president biden is on his way to uvalde i'm dennis martin from the Audi Dallas WBAB 24-7 News Desk. ClassicChevrolet.com WBAP first traffic and weather on the ones. Serious accidents caused a couple of major problems in DFW this morning in Fort Worth. 35W northbound is closed because of an accident between Allen Avenue and Rosedale Street. In Irving, Bush Turnpike, southbound side of Highway 161, closed because of an accident between Walnut Hill Lane and Northgate Drive. And there's an accident in Carrollton that's effectively blocked the inside lane of the Bush Turnpike. In that case, it's Highway 190, westbound side at Old Denton Road. With WBAP's first traffic on the ones, I'm Dennis Martin. And now the WBAP forecast. Sunny, warm, breezy today. High 96. Tomorrow, sunny, windy, and muggy. High temperature tomorrow should hit about 93 degrees. Right now, we're looking at 74 degrees in Dallas, 75 in Fort Worth. President Biden will be in Uvalde today to meet with the families shattered by the murders of 19 children in a local school. He talked about the Uvalde shootings yesterday when he addressed the graduating class of the University of Delaware. As I speak, those parents are literally preparing to bury their children in the United States of America, to bury their children. Too much violence, too much fear, too much grief. The shootings have prompted the president to call on Congress to do more on gun control. I'm Dennis Martin. Our next news update will be at 9 o'clock. Check back several times throughout your day. Keep connected to News Talk 820 WBAP 99.5 FMHD2 and WBAP.com. Thank you, Dennis. It's my pleasure now to tell you about Whiz Q Stone. W-H-I-Z hyphen Q Stone. And uh, that's the name of the business because it is owned and operated by the Wisnand family. And Q stands for Quarry. There. Took me about three years to get up the courage to say, Hey, Mike, Mike Wisnand, what is that name? And he said, Well, that's where it came from. I love this uh, business, and, and I'm pretty fond of the people in the business as well. They are so friendly. They are they are highly, and that is all in uppercase letters, respected members of the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association. You say their names in the presence of other people in the industry, and you see smiles because they do so much to give back to their industry. 
at uh, Christmas is for caring time when when you send gifts to Callaways. Mike Wisnad, Derek Wisnad are very involved in, and some of their employees in, in getting their trucks all spick and span and picking up those gifts and taking them to Denton. That's the kind of public involvement they have. That doesn't matter right now in this ad. I need to tell you about what they have to sell you and to help you with your landscape. You know, we're a selfish society. I am, too. I want to know, what do you have for me? They have beautiful stone, incredible stone, but they're great people, and it's kind of nice to support people who are really good people. They have beautiful boulders. If you want decorative accents in your landscape, they have river rock, same kind of a deal for decorative accent and dry stream beds. They have uh, edge stones, uh, ledge stones, I should say, for retaining walls and patio uh, paver stones if you're trying to put in a a walk, um, uh, stepping stones, things of that sort. Uh, Of course, they have a decorative gravel, 22 acres. They are the largest stone yard in Texas, and they have contact with the finest landscape contractors anywhere in north-central Texas. They can refer you to them. This is just top of the chart in every regard. How about that? Doesn't get any better. How about that? Here's how you find them. It's pretty easy. Uh, they're, They're big. They are in southeast Fort Worth, 4501 East Loop 820 South. Uh, it, it, put it in GPS, it'll get you there. 4501 East Loop 820 South, Southeast Fort Worth. Open Monday through Saturday, by the way. And the phone number is 817-429-0822, whiz-q.com. It's WhizQ Stone. That newer vehicle of yours probably has HDFM. Learn how to use it. Go to WBAP.com slash FM. Wherever you want us, whenever you want us. News Talk 820 WBAP. WBAP.com. All right, and I'm going to do a little inner office memo here before your ears as well, Mike. I'm combining uh, the two ads that uh, we uh, have left over into one ad. And then uh, just do your rejoinder out of this, and that is eGardens and my website, um, because they kind of play off one another. You have to sign up for eGardens, my free electronic newsletter, at my website. So let me tell you about the website. It's neilsperry.com. That's where you buy my book. Uh, it's one of two places. The other way is to call my office. Um, you also go to my website to, to see eGardens the first time if you've never seen it. You say, well, I don't know what I'm signing up for. It's my free electronic newsletter that comes out on Thursday nights, and I'm going to spend the rest of the ad telling you about eGardens. It uh, has five stories each Thursday. I spend about a day and a half to two days a week working on eGardens, writing it. I'll be writing it uh, some this afternoon. And um, the the stories are timely. It's like an old-fashioned garden section. Um, and I, I want that so that I can say, well, this is something I have written that is timely and dependable for Texas for now and uh, important to you. Uh, so one story will be a featured plant of the week. One story will be gardening this weekend. One story will be my answers to your questions. We invite you to send questions in. I do limit the number of questions to about 20, and then we take the 10 or 12 that are of most general uh, interest to the reader 
orders. And those are the ones that I answer. And then uh, a couple of other stories that I think you'll find interesting. So that's what eGardens is about. You look at it and you can sign up for it all at the same place. It is free and always will be, and I'll never spam you or give or sell your email address to anybody. Join the 80,000 people who get eGardens. Get it at no charge. Uh, and you have to do it by going to my website, neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Click on that eGardens tab. Let the Texas Certified Nursery Professionals at your neighborhood Callaways help you. I'm Wendy Vanderbeck from the Hewland Store, and now back to Neil. Wendy has been our friend, my wife and my friend, for all the time that Callaways has been sponsoring. She is a dear person, sweet person. The other Callaway's managers like her a lot too. So that's neat. Thank you, Wendy. Okay. We have full phone lines now. Let's, uh, let's uh, chip away at them. Let's start with Judy in Grand Prairie. Judy, thanks for calling. How can I help you? Oh, thanks for taking my call, Neil. I listen to you every Sunday. Thank you. I have a, well, you're welcome. I have a situation we've been dealing with about three or four years. My neighbors planted jujube trees. They are now probably 30 feet tall. As you know, they come up everywhere. Well, when they first started coming under my fence, well, actually, I called the city arborist because I didn't know what kind of tree they were. Mm -hmm. And she said, there's not much you can do about it, you know, spray them. So when they would just come up under the fence, I would spray them with Roundup. Of course, they would come up right next to it. I did that for about a year, and now they're everywhere. And my biggest, biggest concern is they're now coming up in my koi pond. Ooh. And uh, we're having to replace the top liner, which is huge money. I, I didn't mention that between my neighbor and my fence is a 15-foot easement, so they're coming you know, that far. As long as they're somewhere where there's no plants or anything, you know, I can treat them with the Roundup. But I have basically three questions. The first one, is there any other chemical besides Roundup that would do a better job? Yeah, I think a broadleaf weed killer would, but I don't think that's the direction I want to go. Let me hear your other two questions. Okay. Are we, we are down to the point, I mean, this is getting very serious. We're down to the point where we're thinking, would a root barrier yeah, that's my along my fence work? Yeah. I think that's I think that's your best suggestion. Um, I would I would probably Judy try to get a landscape contractor in if, if you're comfortable in doing it. I think if you put a trench in, the problem is you have a population of them yourself now. And so you're still going to have to fight those, but at least you would get rid of the mother tree source. And right. uh, I don't know how far you'd have to go down. I think you could tell as you rented the trencher and started digging, uh, you'd need to go farther than the roots go down. If, if you're digging and you find that, that the last big root that you hit, I'm just going to pick a number. Let's just say that you find that the last big root that you hit is at uh, 15 inches or 18 inches. I would go another 12 inches. Um, I don't think they'll go much below 18 inches, and, and so if you went 24 or 30 inches, you might very well get all of them. Um, corrugated fiberglass probably would stop them. Um, you could put it in vertically uh, and then overlap it by about three of the corrugations. Um, 
I, that's probably what what I would try. Obviously, Are there companies that do this. I think a landscape contractor could do that for you. Okay. Uh, an arborist might be able to do that for you. I wouldn't be surprised if they could wouldn't do, be able to. But a landscape contractor certainly would have the trencher. Uh, they would they would be set up to do that kind of work. I assume that there would be no utility lines, no water lines, or anything that are in that area right at the. No, we've line. had the city. We've had the city come out, but right. you know, and that was my third question: Is there any legal recourse? I mean, is there anything about trees encroaching on people's property causing damage? No, I don't. I don't think so because I don't know. I, I certainly can't give legal advice because I don't know. Right. I'm stupid, but uh, <laughs> uh, but I, it happens so often. You know, if if roots are uh, in violation, then what about seeds that drop? What about and there's no end to it. Um, I, I've never seen anything quite like this. Well, I haven't I mean, had. I've never had a call on jujube before. There aren't that many of them. I, I suppose that's the the reason. But there are yeah. a lot of other plants that will send up root suckers. Uh, trumpet I mean, vine is a good example. Yeah, you turn I around and they're there. Well, I've seen jujube plants in, uh, for example, the Fort Worth Botanic Garden, and there was a, a very wealthy man in North Dallas uh, whose name everybody listening would know, uh, who had me as a consultant uh, 45 years ago. I paid for the birth of our second child working there, um, <laughs> and. Um, and he had a jujube, and it made a, a thicket, but it was contained by pavement. And, yeah. uh, and it, it, they're lovely little plants there, but not over here, please. <laughs> yeah, so. Well, not in my pond. In no, that, no, I understand that. I got actually, it. Actually, this is the first time that one has come up in oh. the liner, right through the liner. Well, I hope people are listening that, that realize that some plants, we're not talking about a plant that drops a seed and, and germinates like... Uh, like a Nandina mite or a Photinia or something. We're talking about a really invasive plant like bamboo, golden bamboo uh, is, um, and and old wild trumpet vine, and now I can add to that jujube. Um, I think your trench is your best idea. Then you'll have to go after all the plants that you now own already because they will become their own plants once they're severed from the mother. They're going to, yeah, they're going to start to Yeah, what was that chemical develop. you said to use? Well, it's a broadleaf weed killer, and, and whether it will be powerful enough, it's a brush killer. It's 2,4-D is, is what I'm talking about. Okay. But you can't use that in among other uh, uh, broadleaf right, plants. Right, right. So, yeah, I know. I, I, yeah. There's, there's probably well, going to be a certain plan. amount. There's probably going to be a certain amount of hand digging, Judy. Much as you, I hate to tell you that, to get you this can't stuff dig out. Them. Well, you, I've tried. Yeah. <laughs> I've tried. You cannot. The, they just break off. Even if you go two or three feet, they break off. Mm. It, they're really. My last comment. I was out weed eating my fence Saturday, and it passed my fence on the neighbor's side. Not not the neighbor that the was the jujus. The other one that doesn't even realize I counted five trees that were probably waist high. Well, one other thing that you could try, I've never given this advice on jujubes. I've never been asked for it. Um, one other thing you could try would be if you have uh, trunks coming up on any of these that would be large enough to, to do what I'm about to describe, and that would be broomstick size or larger, you could drill, you could cut them off at the ground or just slightly above the ground, drill into them, 
and pour this broadleafed weed killer in at okay. full strength into the okay. cavity that you make. You have to be careful not to crack the wood and not to right. drill out the side of the trunk. You don't have to yeah. go in very far. If you go in an inch or an inch and a half, that will allow you to put a lot of that concentrate down into the cavity. Um, yeah. I, I was telling a gentleman this on, on my program on KLIF yesterday. Uh, if you've ever noticed, you can take a, a drinking straw and hold your finger on the end of it and put it down into a, a, a oh, glass yeah. of water, and you can lift water out that way. Well, you could do that with the concentrate. You know, Pour some of that concentrate into a Dixie cup, lift it out with the straw, and drop it straight down into that reservoir and fill That's the reservoir. Idea. Come back in a couple of days and do it again. And that will be carried out through the roots, and that will help kill those. You can you could try that. We're trying okay. to do anything we can to save your yard. Yeah, I've, I've, I've been doing all, pretty much everything we have. Like I say, this started about three years ago, and it's just got worse. And then when it got into the pond, we panicked. Well, jujubes are a, a part of the cuisine of other cultures, and, and so uh, that's uh, sometimes why people plant them. Uh, but... And and they are a fairly attractive plant, but oh my goodness! Well, I hope I helped. I must okay. run, but hope that helped. Okay, thank, thank you, you so much. All right, I think I can help Linda in North Dallas, who's been waiting a good while. Um, well, you know what, Linda? Hang on, I need to get this break done, and then we can. Well, you and Robert, I can get to by the end of the hour, so we'll make it. Let me uh, tell you about my book offer. My book, uh, number one chapter, is uh, the uh, basics of gardening in Texas, where I talk about the hardiness zones of Texas, the uh, uh, rainfall areas of Texas, soil types of Texas, just the basic things you have to know to get started when you move to Texas or when you get started in gardening. Chapter 2 is a 48-page calendar. It's a perpetual calendar. It's not anything that goes out of date particularly. It just tells you what insects and diseases and weeds are likely to show up in January or February or March. Here we're about ready to turn the page to June, and it will tell you that early blight is likely to become a big problem in tomatoes, and spider mites are likely to become a huge problem in tomatoes and beans and all the other plants, and that uh, a gray leaf spot will begin to show up in your St. Augustine, and, and so forth, all the way through, all the things that happen in each month to watch out for. So that's the calendar. That's chapter two, 48 pages of that to keep you on track month by month. Chapters three through 11 are extremely detailed chapters, including long uh, 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 charts, what I'm trying to say. It's not a difficult word, Neil, uh, on uh, uh, how to choose the best trees and shrubs and vines and ground covers, annuals, perennials. Those are incredible charts. I'm really proud of those because they cover so many different categories of when they bloom, what colors they come in, how tall, how wide, what growth forms, all of that. Uh, then you also have lawns and fruit and vegetables. There's so much information in this book. It will help you enjoy gardening to the fullest. 344 pages, 840 photographs, high-quality paper, hardback. This is a reference that you will use and use and use. And it's only $32.95. That's about one shrub. You buy one shrub that's the wrong shrub, and you have wasted enough to pay for this book. It will pay for itself. Now, that's the sale price. It will become thirty-eight ninety-five when I sell all of the fifth printings. The, the sixth printing 
has two paragraphs changed because of the winter of uh, 2021, that February cold spell. That's all. So I'm trying to clear out my fifth printings at $32.95. You need to order immediately. You can call my office Tuesday through Friday this week at 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. The book is not in stores and it's not on Amazon. So these are the two ways you can get it. Call 800-752-GROW, or better yet, order it right now from my website at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Nobody will do you a better foundation repair job than Advanced Foundation Repair. Their estimates are absolutely free. Their work is very affordable. They invite you to give them a call. 214-333-0003. Their work is guaranteed for the lifetime of your house. Do what we did. Call Advanced Foundation Repair. On the web, it's foundationrepairs.com. 214-333-0003. Advanced Foundation Repair. At Mueller, they believe in value. Their Value Plus buildings are pre-engineered, and they feature an easy-to-assemble, bolt-together design. Mueller's durable roofing panels are hail-resistant. They come backed by a 30-year limited paint warranty. But True Value never stops at just a quality product at a reasonable price. True value shows in the service you receive during your purchase and in how a company stands behind their product after the sale. Mueller understands that buying a steel building or a metal roof for your home can be a lifetime decision, and Mueller will provide assurance before, during, and for decades after your purchase. At Mueller, you simply get more. More for your money, more confidence in their company, and that gives you more value. Call them, 877-2-MUELLER, M-U-E-L-L-E-R. That's 877-268-3553. Or visit them online at MuellerInc.com. That's MuellerInc.com because Mueller means value. We at Callaway's are proud to offer the finest in plants, products, and services. I'm Carol Dreyer from the Callaway's Cornelius store in Houston. We're proud to be sponsoring this segment of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Carol, very, very much. And let's go back to uh, the phones. We have one line open at 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. This is Linda in North Dallas. Linda, good morning. Good morning. Um, I heard you saying this morning that you need to treat the crepe myrtles for scale. And I just planted um, about 12 dwarf crepe myrtles in my backyard two days ago. And I'm really excited about them, but I don't know if I need to spray them or treat them with what you were recommending. No, I don't Um, don't imagine so. The dwarf crepe myrtles don't seem to be nearly, nearly, nearly as prone to a crepe myrtle bark scale. I don't recall... I don't recall ever seeing it on on dwarfs. Uh, it's it's primarily on uh, tree form on on taller ones. Okay. What well, did you it. get? Do you remember the variety name? Oh, I've got it downstairs. There, it begins with a P, I think. Um, it, you have Pokemoke. Yes. Oh, that's a cute one. That's a great one. I'm you're so gonna, excited, and they're hot pink. <laughs> oh, they are, and they, you're going to love that. It's it's unique. It is unlike any other crepe myrtle. You're going to love that one. Good for you. Yeah, and you're, I found them at your sponsor, and I'm so excited to see how they 
come out because you can't grow roses anymore. So I'm hoping these are the new roses. <laughs> well, and I think they are. You know, I, it took me several years when the rose rosette just annihilated roses until we can find a workaround for that. People said, well, what can I use to replace the roses? And I didn't, I didn't immediately want to embrace anything. And I, I started thinking, you know what? I saw some dwarf grape myrtles, not Pokemook, but some that are just a little bit larger. And um, I, there is a series called the Petite series, Petite Plum and Petite uh, Embers and others. And I, I've always been really fond of those. And I realized those bloom in somewhat the same colors as roses. They bloom a little bit later, but they bloom several times during the summer. Roses lose a lot of their leaves in the winter. So do the crepe myrtles, of course. They're about the same height, same everything. I'm going to just say that's probably the best replacement we have now. They don't they don't have the fragrance. You know, we, we lost that. But you, you give and you take, and and here's a good replacement plant, and and the pokemoak is a, is a fun one. That's a it's now it's going to be a much smaller. Everything about it is very petite. It's a it really is a fun uh, uh, crepe myrtle. You're going to enjoy it. So yeah, I really appreciate so your call. No, you're fine okay. with the yeah. You're fine. You do. We'll not have to treat that one. Okay, great. Well, have a super you. day. A, yeah. Thanks for the call, Linda. Let's go to Robert in Grapevine. Robert, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. Can you yes, hear sir. me okay? Sure do. Good, good. Uh, a great program. Love your program. And Thank you. Uh, I got a question on uh, a tree. I have a 30 by 30 square in front of my house, uh, you know, lawn. And right in the middle of that, we had a, a big maple. It's a 30-year-old maple. And it uh, started losing limbs, so we had to cut it down. And I want to replace it, but I want it in the exact center like it was before. And uh, how long is that possible? How long do I have to wait before I can plant exactly where that uh, maple was? Okay. Or is there anything I can do to expedite the process? All right. Let me make sure I'm understanding. What was there before? Was it a maple also? Yes, there was a maple there before. It was a, I don't know what, uh, you know, All right, and what, kind of maple. Why is it not there now? I know you had it cut well, down. Why? Yeah, well, the leaf, it, limbs started dying on it for some reason. All right. Um, I am always reluctant to replant the same species right where another one died for whatever the reason. It's just like I don't step on the baselines in baseball. Uh, because I mm-hmm. heard the rumor that that's not a good idea. <laughs> it's uh, in the in the case of trees, however, I I think I have some good ground to stand on because if there is a soil-borne disease like cotton root rot, uh, you don't mm-hmm. want to go right back into that same soil with another tree that is also sure. susceptible to cotton root rot. Duh, sure. on Neil. So <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah. I I I I would go in with something unrelated. And I want to mention one other thing, Robert, and and um, let's let's play the part of an interior decorator. We have a sofa that that's the tree, the the big mm-hmm. element in the landscape, uh, the mm-hmm. big element in the interior decor of the house. Do we really want it right in the center of the room? Probably not. You want it off center a little bit. It's it's visually restless if it's right in the crosshairs right in the center. And so it's usually mm-hmm. better uh, visually to have it not be right in the center. 
so it might be wise to to move it off just a little bit um so that I'm just going to leave that with you. I can't see your landscape, so I don't know if that was a, a fair comment or not. But usually we mm-hmm. don't want to plant trees uh, in line with anything else, uh, in line with the corner of the house, in line with other trees up and down the block, uh, in line with um, uh, anything, the fence. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also I want to tell you that maples as a – most maples do not do very well in in north texas red maples especially you you rarely see big red maples they're out there but there aren't as many of them as there are oaks and pecans and cedar elms and some of the other better quality trees let me put you on hold and see if we got everything answered for you but that is a start folks have another hour stay with me we'll be back